around the world and here at home, bringing relief, hope, and the life-changing message of Jesus. You're listening to the Mize Missions Podcast with Terry Mize. Hello, everybody. God bless you, and welcome today to Terry Mize Ministries Podcast. As always, we want to tell you how grateful we are that you're listening and that you've taken the time and made the investment in your own life, soul, and heart to hear the Word of the Lord and to understand the times that we live in and how to apply the power promises from the Word of God. So Terry and I are here today to talk to you about some wonderful things, and I know the Holy Ghost is always ready to confirm His Word and to really minister in in this particular method of how he takes the word of God that we hear in our hearing ears from the outside and then speaks to us in our hearts on the inside and reveals the wisdom of God to you. So um, as we talk, we know the Holy Ghost is also speaking. And so I believe it's going to bear a lot of fruit in your life today as you invest your time in your own spiritual health here. And uh, the promises of God are always, always, always ready to do exactly what they say they will. Darling, what do you have on your heart here today? Talk to the folks. Well, just based on what you just said, you know, not only is the Holy Spirit always, always speaking, but... You know, we just always pray for our listeners and always pray for our partners and always sure pray that, that our ears are open and their ears are open to right, hear what the right. Spirit of God would say to the church. We right. we want to be a spiritual people. We want to be an army of God that's a peculiar people, a holy nation that's right. that, that we hear, we tune in, we fine-tune and tune in what the Holy Ghost is saying to the church. You know... Uh, you know, Renee, you remember Mom and Dad Goodwin, J.R. and Carmen sure, Goodwin. Right, they were just right. wonderful ministers of the gospel. And they were Brother Kenneth Hagen, Kenneth E. Hagen's just very dear, close friend, closest friends he had on the earth. And, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. And, in fact, Brother Hagen told me that he was his closest friend and also told me after Brother Goodwin died that he didn't have anybody to talk to now because nobody else on the planet understood him. Right. So they were close. And they also are the ones that ministered to John Osteen uh, Joel's daddy to John Osteen all those years ago and got him filled with the Holy Ghost. That's right. And they were so prolific in the gifts of the Spirit and the moving of the Spirit of yes, God. They were. In fact, oh, they no. wrote three books that that uh, called Entering the Spiritual House or talking about the spiritual house. And they actually taught Howard Carter about the gifts of the Spirit. My God. And yet Howard Carter is the one that all of us in, in our generation, all of us have gone to read his books uh, when we want to learn about the moving of the gifts of the Spirit and how they operate, we've all gone to Howard Carter's books, and yet Mom and Dad Goodwin taught, taught Howard Carter. Well, anyway, I said all that to say this. One day I was visiting with Mom and Dad Goodwin, and uh, they were prophesying. I mean, they, this had gone on quite a while. I mean, I was at their house, and I mean, just all during the day, you know, she'd go into a, a message in tongues, and, <laughs> and uh, Dad had interpreted, you know, and then a little bit later she'd go into a message. And we weren't in church. We were just at the house visiting. And uh, and so I asked Brother Goodwin. I said, uh, I said, how long will this go on? He said, What are you talking about? I said, Well, all this prophesying and and interpretation of tongues, interpretation of tongues, prophecy. How how long? Y- y'all been at this a long time. How long will this go on? And uh, he said, Well, Terry. He said it goes on twenty four hours a day. It never stops. And I said, What? And he said, He said you need to imagine heaven as a as a radio station that's broadcasting twenty four seven. 
And he said, and you need to imagine us, the believers, the Christians, as the radio sets or the receivers. Right. And he said, heaven is broadcasting 24 hours a day, uh, seven days a week, 365 days. Well, heaven never stops broadcasting. But he said, we don't always have our radio on. We don't always have our receiver on. So just because true. we aren't receiving doesn't mean they aren't broadcasting. No, and, that's right. And uh, I just think that's so powerful. And I was thinking that, as you just said to the people, that uh, we're ready to receive from the Holy Spirit and what he says. And, because he's always, always, always broadcasting. He's always, always, always talking. And if we'll learn to be sensitive to the Holy Ghost, we can always be receiving instead of going off with our receivers off and our radios turned off. And no, then, that's right. And then every three or four days we flip it on or every Sunday we flip it on again. Uh, but yet he's talking all the time. And I tell you what, we, we need to be sharp enough to be listening all the time. No, that's right. And that's, you know, that, that's so much of what we do as Christians is that we are in touch with the unseen realm that created oh, everything we, we do see, fear, feel, hear, taste, smell. But it's that unseen realm that's far more powerful and certainly more active even than the natural realm. I've said recently that, that if, if, if it's this bad and we're having this big a fight in the natural realm, wonder what's happening in the realm of the spirit. Oh, yeah, they're it's warring far in the heavens. Yeah. And uh, it seems like when we were with Brother Copeland this past weekend in Miami, that there's there's more and more talk among the church that that unseen realm, that the realm of angels, the realm of where our words literally take shape and begin to bring into the natural realm the promise of God that we're speaking and calling in, that that unseen power realm... <laughs> is the realm that that Christians joyfully, magnanimously are in touch with. No, absolutely. And that we have the authority from the things from the promises of God to to begin to carry that authority uh to the world. We not only have it uh by promise from God as a God-given promise, but then we also have the indwelling presence and promise of the Holy Spirit that helps us perform miracles sure, and bring sure. about healing and deliverance and then sometimes just a word in season like apples of gold sure, in pictures, pictures of, silver of silver that can change somebody's heart and mind and whether it's in a church service or just in a one-on-one -on -one private conversation the holy spirit uh, as you teach so often can prick their heart can shine the light on the word of god yes, yes. and can move on their will oh yeah to get their souls saved for eternity. And that's really where we are as a church. We're, we're carriers of the supernatural. We uh, have an ongoing conversation every single day, every moment, yes. we, as much as we want, with the inside presence of the Holy Spirit, giving us wisdom and direction for our personal lives. But then, like Paul said to Timothy, he said, if you'll lay all these instructions, I'm trying to find that here real quick. He said, if you'll lay all these instructions before the brethren, um, he said, it'll both nourish you and them. Yeah, sure. I Absolutely. love that because um, I know when the Lord spoke that to me years ago, um, in fact, it's like the first time the Lord ever um, just quoted a scripture to me. And um, I was driving, getting ready to go speak at a particular um, place in Arkansas. And uh, I, was, I was, had three other ladies in the car with me. And it was just astounding to me. Uh, the Lord just, uh, we, were, we were talking and they, they were talking in the back seat and the, and the lady in the front. And I was driving, looking both ways. And I remember pulling out onto the highway. 
And just as I did turning right, uh, I heard in my spirit, 1 Timothy 4, 6. And I, and I drove a few more you know, yards down the road, and I, and I heard it again, 1 Timothy 4, 6. And I, so I just said to my friend sitting in the front seat, I said, look up 4 Tim, Timothy, 1, uh, 1 Timothy 4, 6 for me and read it out loud. And, uh, and it was so wonderful because I was about to go preach the Word of God, and here's the Holy Spirit talking to me, almost as though he were sitting in the car. He said, now, if you lay all these instructions before the brethren, you will be a worthy steward and a good minister of Christ Jesus, ever nourishing your own self on the truths of the faith and of the good Christian instruction which you have closely followed. You know, that was, oh my goodness, that was, oh, had to be late 70s. Maybe maybe seventy eight, seventy nine, eighty, somewhere in there, and uh, it was like a voice from the Lord speaking. When God gives you a reference and then says, "Read that," that's what I want you to sure. do. Then it always marked my life. That had to all those these many years is that if I lay these instructions before the brethren then I'll not only feed them, but I'll nourish myself. And that's such a, a wonderful vocabulary word. That was the Amplified, by the way. But I, um, I want to encourage you with that, you know, and, and leave you some wonderful things like Terry was talking about here, that, that God's presence on the inside, he is never, ever silent. He's always got a conversation going. And uh, I notice that's why Psalm says a couple of places, silence belongs to the Lord. Yeah. That means we need to be quiet and let God... Hear, be still, and know that I am God, and listen to that inward voice of instruction from the Holy Spirit. Yeah, and you know, you were talking about the the unseen world and uh, uh, the spirit world and how how active it is and how alive it is and how real it is. That's why those old prophets in the Old Testament and, and those great heroes of faith in the New Testament and Old Testament, that's why they were so bold. No, that's right. And had such what we'd call faith <laughs> because they weren't operating in an unseen realm of faith all the time. They were actually aware of the unseen realm. Right. Uh, it, it's just like whenever whenever all that huge army uh, w- w- was going to kill Elisha the prophet, and he wasn't scared at all. It didn't bother him a bit. And they came and surrounded his whole uh, uh, house and uh, right. were going to attack him and, and capture him or kill him and his servant Gehazi was all scared and scared and scared, right, and, right. <laughs> and, uh, and old Elisha just wasn't bothered about it at all. He was right. just cool as a cucumber, and uh, Gehazi said, you know, why in the world aren't you worried about this? And he said, why? There's more with us than there are with them. Isn't that and so something? he was able to see in that unseen, I mean, if you were sitting there looking at that screen, and you saw that few hundred or few thousand enemy soldiers around your house wanting to kill you, but then you saw the the multiple thousands right. of angel warriors, angel wow. army standing between you and them, no you joke. wouldn't be a scared either. No, really. <laughs> You'd no. just sit there and relax in your easy chair and just say, Oh no, this is a this is a done deal, man. Heaven heaven's got this. God's got my back. And there's more with me than with them, so uh, so there's not a problem. And you know, he went out and captured a whole bunch of them. <laughs> he he struck them all blind, caused them all to go blind. A whole bunch of them went blind. And he went out there, and here they are. This whole army's blind. King can't see. King can't see. Wow. So he goes out there and says, "Hey guys, uh, follow me. Let me help you and lead you lead you down where you can get some help." And he just led them over right into the his own army's camp, 
and uh, had him captured by his own army and then wouldn't let his own army kill him. So isn't that cool? That's but he was cool. able to see into that spirit realm. And if we if we go into that spirit spirit realm and see that mm-hmm. and hear that, That's right. then our faith just goes up exponentially. I mean, it's like, how, how could we possibly be afraid? <laughs> That's right. Of whom shall I fear, the Bible says. You know, the, the Lord, Lord is, is my strength in my, my life. life. Yeah. Whom shall I be afraid? Whom shall I fear? And... Uh, you know, I've told the story before being in Burma uh, or Myanmar three different occasions, not the same occasion, but three separate trips over a period of months or a year. And uh, I, I was causing so much damage to hell's kingdom there and having so many miracles and having so many salvations and so many things were happening right. that the army in, in Myanmar or in, or in Burma, which is Buddhist, and it's 100,000 strong, mm-hmm. that they got so upset that when every time I'd come out there that, that I showed up one time and they actually sent runners with a message uh, to the villages where I was going to come preach. And it said, uh, you tell Terry Mize, if he comes out here, we'll kill him. I mean, a, a, Renee, a personal death threat with my name on it wow. from an army 100,000 strong says, you tell Terry Mize, if he comes out here, I'll kill him. We'll kill him. And I sent him a message back. And I said, you tell them I'm coming in the name of Jesus and Buddha can't kill me. And uh, next year I was there, they sent me a message. You tell Terry Mizer, he comes out here, we'll kill him. I sent him a message back. You tell them I'm coming in the name of Jesus and Buddha can't kill me. And I did both years. I went and preached. And then the third year I was there, they sent a message and said, you tell Terry Mizer, he comes out here, we'll kill him. And uh, I sent him a message back and I said, you ought to be ashamed of yourself. You've told me that twice and you haven't done it yet. And I said, if you intend to kill me, I said, you better get some help because you've only got 100,000 strong in your army and there's more with me than with you. And I'm coming in the name of Jesus and Buddha can't kill me. And, you know, I had missionary friends. That that year I had my, my oldest son, Lynn, and my oldest son, my oldest daughter, Lori, with me. And I had missionary friends. So, well, you know, you Terry, if you're going to, you know, if you're not going to use wisdom in this thing, you're going to go out there anyway, then at least leave Lynn and Lori back with us where they'll be safe. And I said, they'll be safe wherever I'm at. And they said, Terry, those, those there's Chinese fighter planes strafing the villages. There's uh, uh, there's there's landmines planted on those trails. There's uh, mortars going in, howitzers, you know, fifty millimeter. I mean, going into uh, to the trails in the villages, and there's attacks by the by the army. Uh, you you can't go out there and take these kids out there. I said they'll be safe. I said you go send them a message that everybody that, that I, was going, that, I believe there was twenty eight thousand people, Renee, in that in that in those villages where I was going to. Uh, and uh, I said, you send them a message because they were scared. They were they were actually targeting the pastors. They would sneak in at night and slit the pastors' throats or kill the oh, pastors. No. I mean, it, it was a, it was an absolute onslaught from hell, a planned attack to stop the church and to stop the gospel of Jesus Christ. No, no. And uh, so they were scared, and uh, some of them were even scared for me to come because you know. So they thought that'd make it worse. And I sent them a message. I said, you tell them that anybody that comes to my meeting will be protected. Not one hair of one head of anybody that enters my meetings, once they cross the line into my meetings, they're safe. And so we went out there, and I tell you, Lori went out there, Lynn went out there with me. We walked those trails that they told me were landmines. We, we we walked across, I mean, crevices and uh, creeks, uh, just just nothing nothing across it to get across, but a felled tree, just cut a tree down and fall across there and then walk on the tree across the, I mean, no handrails, no bridge, just, well. just walk on a tree uh, across a crevice or a creek or whatever. 
And, uh, and when we got there, we had the most marvelous meetings. People saved, people filled with the Holy Hallelujah. Ghost. I mean, people out there among that jungle and those t- wild teak trees growing all around us, and people just getting filled with the Holy Ghost and praying in the Spirit and singing in tongues, and then people getting saved and marvelous miracles. I've told the story before about they carried a man for several days that couldn't walk, paralyzed all his life. They just tied him to a pole like a pig and carried him between two men. They brought him, laid him, that God healed him. Wonderful miracle. He got up. And uh, just miracles and miracles happened. And and while I was there, the army did attack. The Buddhist army did attack. Uh, but not one hair, one person that came to our meetings Hallelujah. was touched. And only one, and one pastor, one missionary did get killed. And he was a Baptist missionary, bless his heart, didn't come to my meetings. Oh, wow. and, uh, and they attacked and killed him. And I'm sorry he died. But had he come to my meeting, he'd have been safe. But when you see in the Spirit and say, hey, there's more with me than with them. That's right. Then it's not a, I don't want to say it's not a faith thing because it is a faith thing. But I mean, people think of faith as being just mysterious and, 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 and nothing. You're just stepping out on nothing. No, no, no. A faith isn't stepping out on nothing. I mean, it, 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 when you see 100,000 of your guys out there to protect you, uh, you can step out there. That's not stepping on nothing. And uh, whenever Jesus moved, he he saw the angelic realm. He saw the spirit That's realm. Right. He he understood that he could walk on water. Absolutely. He understood that he could uh, do the things that he did because of the backup team he had. And uh, and when the uh, church would get aware of those things today, uh, it, it it would absolutely revolutionize the church, and therefore the world. We'd cover this world like ants and bring back Jesus in a matter of weeks. That story you're talking about is in Second Kings six sixteen. And Elisha just, you know, boldly um, said because of what he he could see and, like you said, into that unseen realm that there was more with him right. than there were out there with those that were arrayed against him out there on that hill or you whatever. You know, there's soccer moms listening to us today, single yeah. moms listening yeah. to us today, <laughs> trying to put food on the table and trying to buy tennis shoes for the kids. Well, that unseen realm is right there with you. That, that right. unseen army is right there with you. They're there to protect you, help you. Hebrews 1 says that are not the angels of God the ministering spirits of God? Aren't they just ministering spirits that are sent to minister for us, for those that are heirs of salvation, mm-hmm. which is us? They're there available to help uh, on supernatural things. That's right. Uh, I mean, they're not there to go mow your yard and wash your dishes, but they're there to do supernatural things and to help you in supernatural areas. And so if we could just stop and say, this isn't just some fairy tale. This isn't just a religion like all the other religions of the world. This is a relationship with another world, heaven, that has that has angel armies right. and that has its own laws and regulations. And when we walk in those and in his book, then all of that's available to us. And the church is going to have to pick her game up, you know, come, you know, come up a little bit and start realizing we're, we're not just playing church. We're not here by ourselves and just hoping that we got this thing right. We, we, we have another world, another dimension, another uh, realm that's available to us that's always operating and is alive and well, uh, and we just have to start being aware of it. Well, it really it, it really is. You know, I know uh, there are wonderful, great, great pastors here in this country and around the world that are constantly trying to feed the sheep. Absolutely. Tell them who they are. Absolutely. <laughs> Don't go back to where you were. Keep pushing forward to where God's calling you. Don't let circumstances discourage you. Don't look at what you're looking. Don't pay attention to what you see. Uh, pay attention to what you believe. Say the word of God. This yes. is my Bible. Yes. I am what it says I yes. am. I can do what it says I can do. 
You know, there, there's so many things, voices here in America that if you'll just take advantage of what God is trying to say to you, but most of all, get into your own Bible and begin to read the there word out go. loud and preach it to yourself. Just like Terry was reading to you this morning, telling you about there, in, you know, in Second Kings uh, chapter 6, there with Elisha and his servant. Um, you know, the the servant could only see what was in the natural realm. But as we've been talking to you here in the in the podcast today, we want you to help uh, by reading the Word of God. You create an expectation of what's in the unseen realm to come out and be yes. up in your life, manifest in your life. I was thinking about faith. Um, one of my favorite scriptures. I hadn't quoted it in a long time. But it's in Isaiah 51, and it's just one of the greatest concepts here. He says, uh, hearken to me, O Israel. He's talking to them. Look to the rock from whence you were hewn and the quarry from whence you were dug. Look to Abraham, your father, and Sarah, who bore you. He said, uh, you know, because God's attitude is that he wants you to be comforted. He wants you to see the examples that he's laid out for you, that if he did it for them, he'll do it for Absolutely. you. That, it, that if, he's, if he's performed miracles on behalf of, of one person, he'll do it on behalf of many. And so everything about the kingdom of God is that God wants it to, uh, a, like a rock dropped in a pond, to you drop that little pebble in the pond and then it ripples out generation after generation after generation. Yes, yes, yes. And it says the Lord will comfort you and he'll comfort all of the waste places and the wildernesses and he and your desert will become like a garden. And I love this it says and joy and gladness will be found in her thanksgiving and the voice of song and instrument so when god's doing something in your life uh brother copeland was talking about some of this this weekend that if you'll start praising god and thanking god for what you already have the act of faith is to shout before the walls come down mm -hmm. the act of faith is to start praising mm -hmm. god yeah. before you see the answer the act of faith is begin to say what you have and believe in your heart not just what the circumstances or as right. we say the market will bear but it's so important for us um you know to um you know talk about these things and encourage you with the word of god terry is uh, getting ready to post his newsletter for the month of april and give you a, a little uh more detail about our trip we just came back from sure five from New, over five weeks in the south Pacific. over five weeks in the south pacific three different nations four four different nations and uh, we traveled to thought we were going to minister in the fourth, and that didn't right. that didn't happen. So we only right. ended up ministering in three. But my my, it was good. Oh, it was. Hey, you've mentioned it a couple of times. You've mentioned here um, being with Brother Cope and being with Kenneth last week. And uh, you know, when I first started the ministry, Renee, when I first started, um, the Spirit of God spoke to me. I mean, I mean, I was a teenager, and the Spirit of God spoke something to me that that has helped me all these 51 years of ministry because missionaries that I knew and missionaries through history had always gone to their country, the foreign country, right. and they ministered right. and lived and worked. Right. And then they came home after a while and itinerated, the word was itinerate, <laughs> 
they itinerated or traveled church to church to church to church to church right. to try to get money to try to raise funds, and they would fundraise or they'd raise funds right. or they'd they'd itinerate or I used to call it missionaries uh, begging for bullets. You know, the the army right. of God having to come off the battlefield to go around to beg for my, bullets, my, but, which is wrong. Good. We don't. Yeah. Our U.S. military doesn't operate that way. That's for sure. But but anyway, as a child, I saw that I saw missionaries come through our church and, and beg for bullets and show their slides and tell their stories and sing their songs and display their little missionary wares on a table. And, and I saw all that. And, uh, and, and I said to the Lord one day, I said, Father, I'm just not going to do that. I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm not going to do that. You told me I'm a missionary. That means I'm one of them, but I'm not going to act like them. I don't like the way they act. And I don't like the way the church treats them and makes them act. And the church doesn't honor them and respect them. And, and they make them stand on the outside of the crowd and beg for crumbs. And I'm just not going to do that. And uh, the Lord spoke to me so plainly, and he said, when you go to the mission field, you go and pour out and pour out and pour out, and you work and you work and you work, mm. but then you come home. And he said, you don't itinerate, but you go to some meeting and get filled up with the word. Right. You go to one of Brother, he said, go to one of Brother Hagen's meetings, go right. to one of Brother Osteen's meetings, go to one of Brother Copeland's meetings. Right. You, you fill up on the Word. And so I've done that all these years. If you go watch my schedule or the years you've been married to me, you know it's so. We come in from some long mission trip. We go we go to some conference somewhere and, That's right. and just start soaking and basking in, in the Word and filling up. Because what happens is those missionaries would come home and they'd itinerate and they may get ready after after six weeks or two months or right. three months or whatever of itinerary. They may actually have some money in their pockets. They may have some, some coins to jingle in their pocket, but they're they're worn out physically because they've just gone, they've come back from the mission fields and they've gone church to church to church to church to church, right. slept usually in the church or in some, you know, not too nice of a place and well. not eating too good of food. And that just at the mercy of the church and the church people and they, they didn't know much back then. Uh, and, and then when well, they got ready to go right. back to the mission field, mom, husband, wife, kids, they may have some coin, but they're totally empty spiritually. Right. And they're totally worn Sadly out physically. So. Totally Sadly worn out so. physically. And so they go back to the mission fields empty. That's dangerous, Renee. It That's really so is. dangerous. When they went the first time, they were full of the Word and the Holy Ghost. But when they come back and don't fill up, then they go back to the mission fields empty and worn out physically, and that's when they get killed and get get damaged and get hurt. You know, usually oh, it's not right. a missionary's first term that gets him in trouble. It's usually his second and third and fourth term that he goes back and says, and he's just empty. Right. And so the Lord spoke to me, and he said, you you don't come home and itinerate. He said, you believe me for your money. You trust me, and you believe God, and you go get yourself filled up. So I'd always, I'd go to a Copeland meeting or a Hagen meeting or an Osteen meeting, and, and I mean, I'd go get filled up. And so you and I were five plus weeks wow. gone. I That's mean, traveling, traveling, hard traveling. To That's you know, coming gone. <laughs> uh, eating some some funny stuff uh, here and there, but uh, you know, just came home. We were home. We got home on Tuesday night, mm -hmm. and we left for Miami on Thursday morning. We were right. we were home thirty six hours. After being gone over five weeks, right. we came home, dumped our suitcases out, refilled them, and 36 hours later, we were back on an airplane. <laughs> uh, we were so tired, we couldn't hardly see straight. Right. But we got into Miami and went into those meetings at Jerry Moore's church, at Words of Life Church in Miami, where, where Brother Copeland was. Wow. Of course, Brother Copeland's been my dear friend for, I've known him for 45 years personally. Yeah. And uh, 
and of course Jerry Moore, we just love her and just just love her church. And, what a and wonderful, Pastor wonderful Stan lady. was such a wonderful yeah. friend of mine. He's been in heaven right. for two years now, but but Jerry's still pastoring the church. Here she is in her eighties and pastoring and blowing and going like a young girl. It's amazing. And uh, it's anyway, so we see. went to that meeting mm-hmm. and uh, sat on the front row every service right. and just sucked up and soaked up the Word of God. It was wonderful. And you know, Brother Copeland would just come over and just stand right in front of us and preach. He'd just get right. so close to be on my toes, right. you know, and just in my face. And, you know, he came over to you and said, oh, gorgeous, I hadn't seen you, Renee, and just hugged you. And just, he was just so kind right. and uh, so gracious. And we visited with him in the back room, in the green room, and introduced him to some friends of ours. It was right. just a really nice, nice time. But the Word was rich. It was in so fact, wonderful. We, on the Friday night, we were sitting there. I thought this was funny. I'll say this. We're going to have to go, I guess, pretty soon. But but I thought it was so funny because we were sitting there on the front row uh, on, on the Friday night. And Kenneth was so close to me. You know, I mean, he could you know spit on me if he didn't watch how he was talking. And uh, and he was looking me right in the eye and talking and preaching. And I sat there, Renee, and I thought, he's going to slap me. It just hit me. It just hit me. He's going to slap me. That, just, that thought just came. He's going to slap me. And he didn't. Right. So when we went home that night to the hotel that night, I, I kind of got on to myself and I said, well, Terry, what made you think some silly thing like that? He was going to slap you. <laughs> I said, you, 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 you must be off your game, man. You're not paying attention to the spirit. You didn't hear, you didn't hear from God. You're just making up stuff and thought the man of God was going to slap you. And, uh, we went back into service Saturday morning and he walked right over to me and started talking to me again and reached out and just slapped the fire out of me. <laughs> so I was, I was more glad about him slapping me that I, uh, that I heard from God, <laughs> that, I, that I wasn't just weird, that I really did hear from God. Excuse me. That, uh, then I, then I cared about him, about him slapping me, but, well, uh, but, the, service, but the service was so good and the word was so rich and brother Copeland was just so loose and just so. You know, I've known him for 45 years, and I just thought, I said to Jerry Moore, and I said to you, I said, I tell you, Kenneth is just loose and relaxed and easy in this service. He's just having a good time. He's just preaching and, and, and having a good time, and, and uh, we, just, uh, we just had a great time. And so here we came home yesterday. Right. Was it last night we got home? Not before last. Not before last we got home. Anyway, we got home refreshed, still tired. But refreshed in our spirit. Now we can we can catch up on our sleep and all that kind of stuff. Although we leave for Texas in the morning, but uh, we can catch up on our sleep. But that refilling of the spirit is invaluable. It just makes how much such is a that? Difference. How much is that no, worth? It just makes such a difference in your psyche, your approach to life. You, Absolutely. it's almost like you have your the eye of the tiger back again. No, that's right. You have you know you have fire to go forward. That's exactly right. And and there's an element of comfort in it when you sit under the word of God. Don't take anything for granted. Don't take your church and your pastors no, that's right. and your leaders and the books and the CDs and and uh, everything, the videos, all the things that you have, the teaching tools, the ministry tools that are available in the 21st century of all generations. Yeah. We ought to be the most focused. <laughs> the most filled with the Holy Ghost, the most educated in the things of the Spirit of God. And we ought to see more miracles and more souls won. You know, we're leaving tomorrow for Texas to go minister in some partner churches. We always try to give our partner churches first first dibs on our schedule. You know, when I'm scheduling my calendar for the year, I I try to give it, uh, make it available to my partner, people that partner with us financially every month. I try to give them, you know, the dates for anybody else. So we're going to preach in several partner churches in Texas. And so we're going to be on the road uh, for for a little bit in in Texas, and and we'll get to uh, you know it's April, so we'll get to enjoy the blue bonnets. That's right. always fun, and we'll right. get to see uh, your family, your relatives, and, right. and the grandkids and stuff. But um, 
you know, we're just going to be able to minister the word with more oomph because no, we, went, right. we went and got filled up. And so we just came off this five-week trip, and, and it was just so good. We appreciate our partners for praying for us, appreciate them for giving to us. You know, surprisingly, we, we didn't meet the budget on this uh, uh, South Pacific trip. I'm real surprised about that. We always meet our budget and go over, but... But it, it didn't come in. We didn't meet the budget, so we put some things on credit cards, and I'm, we're believing to pay it off, and we will pay it off. I was just kind of surprised about it. So uh, just ask you partners and friends to pray with us about that and believe God with us to get that covered That's and right. get that done. Cause That's we don't, right. I don't believe in going in the red. or you know, Brother Osteen used to say, operate off the top of the barrel, not the bottom of the That's barrel. Right. And uh, I don't want the barrel on top of us, and so we want to keep our uh, bills paid and everything up and above board. But... Uh, and, and, uh, while we were gone on this trip, one of our partners just had a brand new vehicle delivered to our office. I mean, a brand new 2019 vehicle delivered to our office. And they said, we just want to bless the ministry. So we know you're, we know you're believing for a, for a new vehicle and here it is. And so, I mean, it's paid for titled, sealed, delivered. And so we just appreciate, uh, that kind of, uh, generosity and faithfulness and blessings and, just pray the blessings of God on our partners all the time. Just appreciate our partners. Thank God. Amen. Well, we're so glad you've enjoyed, you've been with us today. And we always enjoy talking to you and giving you wonderful things that we feel like God has shared with us and our testimonies that we have experienced while we've been out ministering. And then the the promises of God, all the things that God gives us. I, just when I was reading again this morning in, in Isaiah and different uh, things over in the New Testament. I was just kind of given a little bit here and there. I was attention to it, and I'm just I just marvel at the blessing of the Lord and how much, as Terry said about Brother Copeland's meeting, ministered to us and blessed us and caused us to be refreshed um, so much. I, in just what I was reading today, refreshing, refreshing. The Lord Amen. wants to do that Amen. for us. So we love you dearly. And you know what? We, we mm. didn't get to some really important stuff we wanted to talk about today that will really help the people. So y'all tune in next Wednesday. You you pick us up next Wednesday at terrymize.com. And when we post our podcast, we we'll be from Texas this time. And uh, we really got some things that will help you, things I was really excited about sharing today. And we got so caught up in where we were going. Well, we let the time get by and didn't share it. But uh, it'll, it'll be exciting. And some of that stuff's going to be posted on our website, on terrymize.com. Uh, and uh, we'll just, my secretary will actually post my partner letter. And so some of it I've done in my partner letter. And so we send out once a month to our partners. And if you're not, don't, don't get our partner letter. Well, Call the office and tell them you want to start getting it. We'll either send it to you snail mail or, or uh, you can read it on the on the website on, online if you'd rather. But uh, we put out some good stuff every every every, every uh, excuse me every month that'll help you and bless you That's and right. minister to you and lift you up and make a difference in your life. Well, God bless you. We love you. Remember, you can find us at terrymize.com, terrymizeministries.org, and we look forward to seeing to you seeing you next week. Blessings and coming in and going out in Jesus' name. Remember, you are more, more than, than conquerors. Bye-bye. You've been listening to a Mize Missions podcast. For all the latest updates to our global projects, speaking engagements, and social media, visit us at terrymize.com. You can partner with us to give living bread to dying men around the world. Get involved at terrymize.com. Until next time, thanks for joining us. This has been a presentation of Terry Mize Ministries.